the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me, live in the nation's capital. It's Wisdom Wednesday. You ready to talk to me? Come on, let's go. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me, David Anderson, live here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Thanks a lot for hanging out with me on this Wisdom Wednesday. If you're not sure how we roll, let me tell you. We kick off the week with Marriage Mondays. Then we have Tough Topic Tuesdays. Today is Wisdom Wednesday. Tomorrow, Theological Thursday. And then Open Phone in Friday. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is a fair game. Uh, But, of course, today's Wisdom Wednesday, and today our topic is the wisdom of addressing division with grace. The wisdom of addressing division with grace. You're always going to have division on this side of heaven, but how do you address it, and how do you do it with grace? I've been told that I'm pretty gracious at it, but that's not always uh, the case. It takes some work, some prayer, and uh, maybe a little bit of its personality. But what about you? When you see division, when you're a part of it, how do you facilitate it, address it, and approach it with a spirit of grace? Well, that's what I want to talk about today. If you have questions about that, uh, I want you to call in and ask those questions as well as engage with uh, my new sidekick today, uh, Ms. Janice uh, Fonseca. She is the producer, the new producer of the radio program, and she's hanging out uh, with us today. I'll give you a, uh, a better introduction of her in just a moment after I pray. But if you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook Live, my social media at Anderson Speaks is the handle there. Uh, then, of course, you'll see her face as she's smiling at you now uh, right through the camera. So there she is. Hey, listen, let me give you my phone number. We're going to bow for a word of prayer, and then uh, we're going to let our uh, our sidekick tell you a little bit about why she's here. Uh, let me give you the number. Here it is. It's 888-432-7434. That is my number live in studio. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Let's bow for just a short word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the grace you give to us and how you want us to channel it and extend it and pass it along to others. So help us to understand what that means. And uh, Lord, in the midst of division and uh, rancor and debate, Lord, just help us to see how you might uh, want us to be ambassadors of reconciliation for you. We commit today's show over to you now in the name of Jesus. Together, everyone said amen and amen. Well, Miss Janice Fonseca is not only the producer 
of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, but she's also the Public Relations Director uh, for my organizations, and she's with us today uh, with our topic, The Wisdom of Addressing Grace. Janice Fonseca, welcome to the microphones of Real Talk. Well, thank you so much for having me here. It's really an honor. It's always an honor to do work with you. A lot of people may not know, but you're on my traveling team, so you, along with others, when I travel to different areas to preach, speak, do book signings, uh, consult companies or travel around the world to try to build bridges. You often have a front row seat uh, at the table when it comes to that. What's it been like for you? It's truly been an honor, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to come on the show to share with your listeners the tools that you have provided and the tools that we get to travel all over the world with and share. Um, I do really enjoy, and even after 10 years of working with you and your organizations, I have. Um, always been fascinating, even today. So I thought that right now with so much division that we have here in the world and mm. whether it be in your workplace, in school, or just walking down the street, it seems like there's so much division. And I wanted to share the tools with them. Gotcha. Well, let's talk about some of those tools. What are some of the tools we use as we're building bridges? So one of them are your books, and you actually have six books. And um, the first one that um, always helps me to um, address difficult situations is um, Letters Across the Divide. Okay. That was your first book you wrote. Right. Can we talk about that? Sure. So tell me what inspired you to write this book. So Letters Across the Divide were two people, my uh, white uh, roommate in Chicago, Illinois, while I was an intern at a large church out in the uh, suburbs of Chicago. Uh, after living together for a year or two in an apartment, I wanted to leave to start Bridgeway in Maryland, which is the name of the church I started, and I invited him to come along with me uh, since he was a money guy and an accountant. I thought he'd be a great asset to the ministry. But when I asked him, he said he wasn't interested because it was going to be multiracial. And I said, well, what's wrong with that? And he says, well, David, I'm fine with you, but uh, it's your people I kind of have a problem with. Wow. So uh, having a multiracial church with a guy who has a problem with uh, maybe other people groups could be an issue. So I told him, well, write me a letter. And boy, he did. Uh, from Chicago to Maryland over a period of about three years in the mid to late 90s, he asked me questions like, why are blacks so angry? Why is everything a racial issue with blacks? Uh, why should I call you African-American? Who should apologize? It wasn't me. And one question after the next, we wrote these letters back and forth. And when we were close to done, uh, the idea of turning it into a book was suggested. We asked the publisher if they would be interested. We sent them the letter, Why Are Blacks So Angry? After they read that, they, say, they said, send us all the letters, and we did, and they sent us a contract immediately. So in some ways, we, are, we wrote a book without knowing we were writing a book, and uh, the reader becomes an eavesdropper onto a real live conversation about race. You know, one of the things, every time I hear you talk about this book, and one of the things that he says was, why do I have to apologize? It wasn't me. Mm -hmm. It always takes me back to if we, if Jesus had that same attitude with us, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't sin. Why do I have to die for you? You know, what would happen and where we would be? Mm -hmm. So, and then I also see a lot of things on Facebook where people will say, um, oh, get over it. That's the past. Let's move ahead. You know, it doesn't happen anymore. It's us that creates this divide. Um, if it wasn't for us, it wouldn't happen. And, you know, that's not necessarily true. And sometimes when I hear that, and even today I still hear that, it wasn't me. 
you know, I wasn't, I didn't buy you, I didn't sell you. It really frustrates me, and sometimes I don't even know how to address issues like that. I want to get angry, my frustration comes, you know, because I feel like they're ignorant to what really is happening. What would you suggest with things like that? Well, you know, it's important for people to understand uh, their own sin, but then also the benefits that they receive because of the sin of others. So part of the apologetic spirit is to say, hey, listen, I'm trying not to be a racist myself, but I need to uh, acknowledge that the people that I'm connected to uh, have done some things that have set you back, hurt you, hurt your loved ones. And so in a spirit of apology, I want to do all I can to reverse that, to be helpful, and to make sure that I'm not repeating uh, some of those same behaviors and attitudes with the privilege that I have or by using the benefits I got that didn't have anything to do with me somehow um, puts me so far ahead of you. Then I look down my nose at another group and wonder why they can't uh, just get over it. And so I think part of it is just trying to help open people's eyes along the way. We'll talk about opening eyes. We're going to come right back to you in just a few minutes. We'll talk about uh, these different books that I have, but we'll also talk about how do you uh, help build bridges of grace when there's so much division among you. If you have a question, give me a call at 888-843-BRIDGE. Anderson would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like for Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at Andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook. YouTube, and Andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. I hate to see people wait to replace the roof. I'm working on a roof right now where the wood underneath the shingles and the ceiling in the kitchen needs replacing because of roof leaks. Don't let this happen. Get a free estimate before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best Buy Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit Andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. Join our text community and receive a free weekly text from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Uh, do you have my book, Gracism, Letters Across the Divide, I For Grace You? 
Multicultural Ministry, the Multicultural Ministry Handbook, or How to Think Like a Gracist. Well, you can get any of those books on my uh, website, EmbraceGracism.com. You can also download the app Gracism and get those books there. Uh, the phone number live in studio, if you want to talk to me, is 888-43-BRIDGE. I have live in studio sidekicking with me today uh, Ms. Janice Fonseca. She is the uh, public relations director for my organizations as well as uh, the producer of the radio show. And uh, Janice Fonseca, part of your desire to be on the show today was to kind of help us think through how we can have the wisdom in addressing division, but to do it with grace. Tell me why that's important to you. Well, it's actually really helped me. Um, when I started working for you now 10 years, um, I came from a different um, bubble, if you will. I was, well, I am Hispanic still, but I was raised in a Hispanic bubble, and I really just didn't know what was around me, and I was very ignorant to the real world, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I remember being in um, one of the um, lessons, leadership lessons that you give us, and you were doing a kind of like a little tic-tac-toe sign about what it is to be multicultural, multicolored, unicolored, and unicultural. Mm -hmm. And that opened my eyes to a world that I didn't even know. Um, being military also, I had friends of all colors uh, from all over the world. Mm -hmm. But really recognizing someone for their culture and their background is so important. Yeah, You know, people say, um, oh, I don't see color. You know, I just see people. It's important to see their color because their color means something. Mm. And, and it has a meaning that comes with it. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, Oh, I don't see your scars, or I don't see your your back, your 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 background, and that's that's so important because that's who you are. That's who uh, you are. Uh, your your color and your gender. A lot of it represents your culture, your experiences, and so you don't want to say, "Hey, listen, I'm blind to your experiences. I'm blind sure. to your culture. I'm blind to everything that distinguishes you as a human human being." Uh, so just relate to me on my terms <laughs> is sometimes what people are saying without realizing that they're saying it. Well, listen, if you have a question about uh, handling division with grace, give us a call. My phone number is 888-432-7434. So I wanted to, before we move on from um, Letters Across the Divide, mm -hmm. like I said, being Hispanic, people might think that Letters Across the divide might just be for a, um, a white person and a black person to address issues because a lot of people might think that race is just a black and white issue and it really isn't. Mm -hmm. It's just really all over the spectrum from a lot of different things. It's not just about color. And um, I really feel that Letters Across the Divide gives you tools and gives you an understanding and open doors to really um, know how to address issues, mm -hmm. things that are hard, things that are, you know, how do I ask this without hurting their feelings or do I, how do I hide my frustrations or my anger and mm -hmm. really understand what they're, what they're doing? One of the things that really helps me that you've always shared is um, your line that says comprehension begins with conversation. That's right. really, truly powerful. Mm -hmm, for sure, for sure. So what other question you think you might have about Letters Across the Divide before we move on? Uh, is your question, is your, I, I know you made the comment about black and white, is, is your question uh, how does race uh, uh, relations deal with other ethnicities as well as black and white? Or are you saying that the book is basically a black man and a white man, so can anybody else get anything out of it? 
Oh, absolutely. Um, yes. Do you do you think that um, that you didn't write it just for the black and the white male? I say yeah, that's right. So I believe that the black male and the white male are what I call the bookends. Uh, and then everybody else, including the black woman, the white woman, Hispanics, Asians, and so on and so forth, are what I call the middle books. And so if you can build a bridge from the two extremes, the black male and the white male, those are the two extremes in America, uh, because that's where the biggest division is, then those middle books uh, can help uh, bring the two uh, extremes together. Uh, but if you don't get those two uh, working together, then everybody in that middle is going to suffer. I think there's a lot of wisdom in the middle books, and uh, there's a lot of lessons that people can learn as they look at the, the polarities or the extremes between the black male and the white male. There's a whole lot of lessons in between. And uh, if you were to get the book letters across the, the divide, I think it would be helpful to you regardless of your color, class, or culture. I remember a Jewish man, a, a businessman, was reading it, and he was so captivated by it. He wanted to meet me. He was from Wisconsin, but he was willing to fly into New York and have me meet him there just to talk about it and ended up turning into a major business contract where we were able to help uh, his executives and the top leaders of his co company, uh, you know, Fortune 100 company, deal with their issues of uh, race relations. And that's another thing that a lot of people may not know uh, about me, and that is that we have a, a consulting firm, and you've been able to go with me yes. to some of these places to see how uh, organizations and companies, colleges, universities, churches can be changed if they just uh, apply some of the principles that come out of some of our books. Well, before you ask another question, let me uh, go right to the phone line so people know the number in case they want to engage us. If you have a question about race, relations, division, and how to engage it with grace, today is Wisdom Wednesday, and we're talking about the wisdom of addressing division with grace. My phone number is 888-432-7434. Thank you. So, Dr. Anderson, um, one of the things that I get to do with you is do ministry with you. Mm -hmm. And when I first started working with one of these organizations, I was the receptionist. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of churches um, would call to find out, hey, how do I do this? How do I build my church to be multicultural? Or the other footnote is, hey, there's a lot of people coming to my church from different ethnicities, different cultures. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Mm -hmm. So I know that you've had a lot of people from all over the world, from from China, from India, from just Indonesia, just coming to want to talk to you and ask you, how do you do this? How can you help me do this? What tools do you have to help those kind of people? So the question is, what kind of tools do I have to help uh, people from many different backgrounds, right? Uh, is that what you're yes. asking? Mm -hmm. um, well, it really depends on what they're dealing with and what they're struggling with. Of course, our books are tools. Uh, but also just our very brain trust, the conversation, the experiences that we've had. Once I'm there, I can figure out from, uh, of course, a lot of it I put in my books, but even from the Bible uh, and from my experiences, how we might be able to best uh, help them. But when it comes to division along cultural lines, you must first listen. Listen to what the people are saying. Listen to what the offenses are. Listen to what the problems are in their country or in their company so you can try to help uh, find solutions that might be bridge building for them. And oftentimes the bridge building solutions will come from them. As you listen and as you 
a brainstorm, they usually will come up with some of their own solutions. They just need an honest broker, a facilitator to help them generate uh, gracious conversations. That is true. That is true. Um, the multicultural ministry, um, doing ministry with you, really has helped me to see people in our organization in different ways and really embrace them and um, get to know them. And by doing life with them, really, is one of the things that you teach us. By doing life with them, other than just um, nowadays we just text or whatever, but going out, um, spending time with them, having dinner, having lunch, or even a cup of coffee allows you to build that relationship and really get to know them. And my world has opened so much bigger and just have gotten to see what God is like just by different people and, and how he's created them. Mm-hmm. And not only here at um, Bridgeway Community Church, which is the church where you're the senior pastor, but I get to travel all over the world with you to see that. And um, ministry is something that we do everywhere. Right. And um, these tools have really, really helped me to be able to um, to do that. Yeah, very good. So uh, there's a few books that may help people with multicultural ministry. Uh, one is um, the Multicultural Ministry Handbook, uh, where several different authors from many different um, backgrounds have all written chapters to help uh, you know churches and other ministries deal with the diversity in their communities. And so the reason why I'm excited about that book, uh, Multicultural Ministry Handbook, because you get multiple voices talking about diversity and multicultural ministry, all of us who have served together for at least 10 years under the same roof. So it becomes a resource for somebody who says, how do I have a multicultural prayer uh, ministry? How do I have a multicultural youth ministry? How do I have a multicultural uh, children's ministry or music ministry we'll have the head of all those different departments write a chapter so that if anybody wanted wisdom with regard to particular ministries they could open it up in one book from a team that had been doing it together for at least 10 years wow that's that's really fascinating and i think that getting information from everybody um and their input has really helped do you think it would have been just as effective um, when you were writing this book, if you hadn't had the experiences that you have with people from all over the world, would have it helped you to be able to address the issues that we have today just by getting information just by one, just, for example, just by African-Americans? Well, I mean, being an African-American, surely I've had my experiences, and I could talk about those, and many of my listeners could talk about those as well. Our experiences definitely help us. Uh, generate not only the, the the pain points, the emotions, but also gives us uh, hopefully something that we can contribute to help build uh, a bridge. I'm sure that's the same is true with you coming from a Hispanic background. You have your own experiences, but when we share our experiences, we share humanity, and we're able to help build bridges one uh, with another. Hey, listen, let me just say hello to a few people who are watching us online right now, like Delbert Pope. Big shout out to him. Uh, Linda Genty Isterzak, thank you so much. She says, I've got to read Letters Across the Divide. Please do. You can download the app Gracism and get that, Linda. Rebecca Rodriguez, hello to you. Happy Wisdom Wednesday to you. 
uh, as well. And big shout out to Brandon Robertson, uh, my, my brother on the West Coast, as well as my Hi, uh, spiritual <laughs> son. And Carolina Montenegro, hello to you, as well as uh, Tony Penny. So those are just a few that are watching us online. Big shout out uh, to all of you. And let me give you my number again in case you want to call me in the second half of the program. My lines are now open, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. My lines are open now, so give me a call uh, while you can. You can talk to me or Janice Fonseca. And let me just uh, make sure to tell you that if you are dealing with issues of water in your basement or in your roof, make sure you call Best Buy Waterproofing. Uh, we've partnered with them. They would love to service you, and as they do so, they uh, bless the program with a $500 check if they ever do business with you, which helps the program of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. But most of all, they'll keep you dry uh, before the water rises in your basement or before uh, the rain arrives and hitting you up top. If you want a, a clear certificate of health for your uh, mold, mildew, they'll give you that as well. It's transferable if you end up selling your home. So help them help you keep you dry. Their number is 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. If you want to give us a call, we still have a half an hour with you here in the nation's capital and all around the DMV. My phone number is 888-432-7434. That's 888 888- Four three bridge. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage NMLS ID one two eight two three one equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call eight five five six five seven ninety nine ten for licensing terms and restrictions. Attention, homeowners! With a strong housing market, if you bought a home more than a year ago, chances are you have equity in your home. And with one call to Cash Call Mortgage, that equity can mean cash in your pocket. The cash you need for the upcoming holidays, to remodel your home, or just keep in your pocket. The timing to take advantage of your home's equity has never been better. The Fed's just lowered interest rates, so if you have an interest rate. Higher than 2.99%, give us a call to see if we can lower your monthly mortgage payment and get you the cash you need. At Cash Call Mortgage, we're a direct lender and we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing cost. The holidays are coming fast, so get the extra cash you need now. For a free quote to see if you qualify, call Cash Call Mortgage at 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. Nobody wakes up and says, today is the day that I get to look into whether refinancing my mortgage would be smart. The perception of refinancing is that it's often as smooth as shaving with a cheese grater, which we're guessing is not smooth. But our Faith and Family Mortgage Team would ask you to consider two things. One, rates have gotten awesomely lower as of late. And while we normally don't talk about rates going up and down, because we try to just be here when the time is right for you, if you've been thinking about trying to lower your monthly payment a bit before Christmas, or if you've been thinking about cashing out a chunk of equity, now would be a time to at least think about it. Secondly, times have changed. We don't have a fancy app, but we do have a team specifically committed to WAVA. And if refinancing is right for you, we're going to do all the work so that you don't have to worry about the stress. We 
or United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you have to pay before closing. UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York, NMLS number 1330, NMLS In refinance, total financing charges may be higher over life of loan. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. And it's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're in the second half of the program. Big shout out to Ava and Beto uh, down in Brownsville, Texas. So good uh, to see you on my Facebook Live page. Beto's the first cowboy I've met who actually he gave me his cowboy hat. He did. Wow. Remember that? We yes. walked onto their property where there was a border fence. Uh, and part of the fence wasn't uh, completed. So literally you could walk to the Rio Grande River where uh, immigrants were coming over from Mexico. Powerful experience, wasn't it? Was it? Yes. That was very, very hard for me, especially coming from a Hispanic background. And I need the real tools to be able to address that division with, with grace. Mm-hmm. That's our topic today, friends. Uh the wisdom of addressing uh, division with grace, and that is the topic of the day. If you have division going on in your home, in your community, or division in the culture that is so much in front of us, and you want to know, how do I address it with grace? We have some tools for you that our uh, public relations director and uh, the producer of the radio program have put out. These are some of my my books, and you can see them if you look online or even watch the show right now on the Facebook Live page. Uh, and uh, Janice Fonseca, uh, you you believe that these uh, tools have been helpful to people around the world. Uh, the phone number, if you want to call us, is 888-432-7434. Yes, actually, I want to ask you, um, for you to share with your listeners, one of the things that really helped me at the very, very beginning, and that was goes back to the quadrant that I was talking about earlier. Uh-huh. Um, can you explain what that is and, and the difference between the four? Sure. So earlier in the program, uh, Johnny's Fonseca was saying that I had a tic-tac-toe thing. What she was talking about was this quadrant that I draw with four boxes. And in each box, I put a word, unicultural, unicolored, multicultural, multicolored. When we go into an organization, they say, Dr. Anderson, we want to be a multicultural school or university. Uh, I define these four terms to find out is that what they really mean. Uh, unicultural means one predominant culture of the organization. Unicolored means one predominant color. And so you can have a black university with a lot of black people 
uh, and a predominant culture is black. Well, you can have a white university with a lot of white people. The predominant culture is white. Multicolored means uh, that you have many different colors, but you can be multicolored and still be unicultural, meaning that while you have many different colors represented or races represented, it's still driven by one predominant culture. And so what you may be saying is we don't want to change the culture of our school. Mm -hmm. We just want a bunch of different people from different backgrounds to come and to assimilate into a unicultural environment. Now, they don't always know that that's what, they're, uh, what they were trying to say. Mm -hmm. They thought they wanted to be multicultural, but really they wanted to be multicolored and unicultural. They didn't want to change their books, their books. They didn't want to uh, put budgets around diversity. They didn't want to change their, their chapels or their music programs or add different professors. All the things that might help become multicultural, they weren't interested in. They were interested in saying, we want to keep doing things the way we're doing it, but we want different people groups to be a part of it. So what they were wanting was multicolored, being driven by a unicultural uh, mentality. So that's a, I think that was a learning for you, right. as opposed to what does multicultural mean, which is a broader definition. So tell me, um, when organizations change and they start changing the organizations to be more, more multicultural, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people leave because they're not used to the change and they're not used to everything that comes with it. Right. So um, what would you suggest them to do in reference to like what tools would you give them or what things would you tell them to be able to hold on and just see how great the change is? People just yeah. want to, they don't like change and they just leave, whether it be a church, whether it be an organization or You're even right. rules. You're right. Uh, well, part of it is making sure you communicate up front that change is not only coming, but it's going to be better once we get there. Sometimes the process of getting to that change, uh, we leave people not being shepherded through the process. So we say we're going to do change, and now change is upon us. And we don't realize that people need to be shepherded all the way through from the time we announce it to the time we get there. Part of it is tilling the soil and, and planting the right seeds so as the change is happening, uh, people are shepherded through the growth. Uh, we were at a church in Dallas, uh, Texas, as you know, uh, with uh, hundreds of people from multi-ethnic churches. The church that we were in had thousands of people, about 2,200, uh, four years ago. Now they're right. down to 1,000 wow. because they hired a black man to be their worship leader, and the white pastor decided he wanted to be multicultural. Well, guess what? Okay, God bless you, but 1,000 people are gone because they trickled away because the more color you get and the more ethnicity you get, uh, the more the people who were the majority culture are beginning to lose something uh, that they have had all their lives. And so unless you help them understand, no, we're actually not going to lose as much as we're going to gain. We're still going to respect you in the process. We want to help grow you, plant seeds, so you're growing in your understanding why. You're growing in your understanding of theology, what the Bible says about it. Uh, you're growing in your understanding about how to deal with some of the difficult, thorny issues of race. Then they feel like they're growing. And if they feel like they're growing and also um, you know, mentally and emotionally and uh, academically, plus they have new loving relationships, then they feel like something's being added to their family, not taken away. Right. And one of the things that I don't understand that maybe you can help me understand is when mm -hmm. um, they leave. Yeah. 
Well, do they think that the world outside is just one color or one culture? I mean, it's right. like, how well, do they address it? Well, they definitely know that the world is uh, diverse, but when they go to church, sometimes people think church is their safe haven away from that world, and in their unicultural environments, help them to feel comforted. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Didiluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Didiluhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor-church relations, administration and organizational issues, real estate issues, church liability, and risk management. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. We're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. If you're just tuning in, you're tuning into a conversation with our public relations director as well as the producer of our radio program, Real Talk, mm. with Dr. David Anderson, Janice Fonseca. And we're talking about the wisdom of addressing division uh, with grace. You having a good time, uh, Janice? I am. It's very exciting. Excellent. Would you like to take some phone calls with me? Sure. Let's All right. Let's here. go to uh, Baltimore, Maryland and talk to Grace, who's on the line. Hello, Miss Grace. It's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm good, thank you. Thanks for calling. What's your comment or question, please? Well, I have a question for Janice. I heard her share that she's been with Bridgery for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so I have the thought that she must have been blessed in a particular way in being in that environment, working with um, multicultural, um, a multicultural team as well as the interaction with the church. And I'd love to hear her share ways in which she's been blessed uh, by being in that environment. Great question. What are some ways you've been blessed by being in a multicultural environment, Janice Fonseca? Well, I think we'll need another show for that, but um, <laughs> so many, many ways. Um, just being able to talk to people from different countries, 
be able to travel with Dr. Anderson to different countries. It just really opened my world to see how big God is. He's just not Hispanic mm -hmm. um, or just Wonderful. not. Yeah, so it's really been in not only to be able to travel to other countries, but actually then come to either work or to come to church and still see people from all over the world. I really love um, when I come to church here at Bridgeway Community Church, there's so many different cultures and, and ethnicities, and they're dressed in mm -hmm. their clothes from their countries. And, and it's just yeah. awesome. We actually um, sing in different, con in different um, languages. languages and things of that nature, and that's really fun to hear um, like songs that I grew up with in Spanish that people mm -hmm. here in America sing or people in Africa and in, in Kenya or in Nigeria or, or in Korea. And it's just really fun to hear that. So that's always been a blessing and even the food too. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely Thank a blessing. You, You're welcome. Well, Thank you, Grace. Yeah. Thanks, Grace, for calling. And feel free to come on by Bridgeway Community Church in Owens Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland, or in Columbia, Maryland. You can find out more by going to bridgeway.cc. Uh, let's go to Herman in District Heights, Maryland. Hello, uh, is it Herman? Hermione. Hermione, good to meet you. Thanks for calling, Miss Hermione. What's your comment or question, please? I have a question about uh, uh, as far as serving with church leadership uh, and, and dealing with uh, the, divi the divisive, I guess you would call, atmosphere that we tend to have that has I guess increased over the past few years, and um, I, I understood and I really uh, loved how you and uh, your friend from ministry school actually wrote letters to one another, and it helped to open up a conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, but these are basically my question is dealing with leadership that is my same ethnicity, but have different um, different views on certain things that negatively impact our community mm -hmm. and um, being able to deal with that. What I find myself doing is just avoiding certain conversations so that, you know, that we can keep the love and the peace flowing. But there are some real issues and some real things that come up that negatively impact our, in our, our community. I'm speaking yeah. of uh, people of color and um, Such there as are what? things that we could do. What is an, uh, that, that, what's an example? For instance, like the young lady mentioned, like the young lady mentioned, uh, the the issue at the border, yeah. and wanting to get together and be able to go down and be a group and support and provide ministry in that area, mm -hmm. uh, but others thinking that you know, no, what's going on is absolutely right and it's fine, and mm -hmm. it should have been done a long time ago, mm -hmm. and um, I just find that hard to see that that's even the the attitude of Christ, gotcha. because uh, no one should be, and particularly children, should be uh, handled in such a in such a manner. Right. And these are things that are damaging young hearts. And so, that would be one of the one of the situations. Uh, uh, another uh, another issue is what's going on with the Supreme Court and uh, and different attacks on civil rights, uh -huh. uh, dealing with voting issues, dealing with discrimination in labor. Uh, the union, just things that sure. tend to negatively impact the minority community yeah. that I'm unable to have a very healthy com conversation with other people in my community 
Yeah. It's not even uh, of, of other people outside of our community. It's just in our community. Sure. We have to have these conversations to make us healthy as a people, as sure. a whole. Sure. Well, you know, and that's a, those topics are big topics of division among Americans, period, even if they're not in one community. But you're saying, how do I deal with the leadership within my own community? Well, I, you know, again, as a pastor, I think that, you know, I have people that may be on different sides of the uh, line as well when it comes to these issues. So how do you keep the unity of the faith when you are divided in your opinions? It's a very good question. And Hermani, what, one of the things I would say is uh, think through what's most important for you. So, for instance, if some people want to go to the border to minister and others don't, um, how can those of us who want to go to the border and minister still go with the blessing of those who don't um, so that both sides can uh, get along? As opposed to if I shut it down and nobody can go to the border, uh, then, you know, how how do I feel about that if I feel convicted that God wants us to be good Samaritans? So the question is, how can we find common ground? I don't want to make you go if it's not in your heart, but I don't want you to stop me from going if it is in my heart. So kind of respecting both sides of it, I think, is helpful. But trying to find a workable solution in the midst of it is uh, it does take work. I got to give that to you. Also, Dr. Anderson, can I also add um, there was a topic that I was very, very against and um, I was very close minded about it, but speaking to somebody that had a different view on the same topic and really trying to understand why they felt that way, mm-hmm. it really helped me not to necessarily go on that side, but understand a little bit more of why they feel that way. Right. Um, and I think that if people addressing the immigration issue that she brought, I think that if we give yeah. people um, uh, a parallel of what's happening there, of things that are happening here that people really just don't understand like for example the forest fires that you brought up yesterday i saw a video on facebook where people had knocked down this big fence and they were actually driving on grass in somebody's yard to come over to another piece running away from from the fire you know with their kids some of them were actually jumping over the fence because the cars weren't driving fast enough so what should we do with them and again it's just escaping and one to have survival it's so it's like should we put them in cages also no we should also cover them and 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 help them to to come into safety yeah and it's kind of like the same thing yeah miss hermani thank you so much for your conversation your question you know comprehension begins with conversation and part of it is asking the people uh, that disagree with you can you help me understand uh from your point of view why you feel that way And I think the other topic you were talking about, um, you know, you may have felt one way about a topic, but then you talk to people from the other side. And what you're saying is help me understand you, you know, help me understand what you're thinking. And what that does is it humanizes the other side instead of just the other side being an issue. It humanizes it. And it doesn't mean mean you're going to change every part of the view that you have, but some parts of the view you have may change. And what mostly changes is one's heart with the way you communicate the side that you have. And that's what I have found about the LGBTQ issue. That's what I've found about the race issue. That's what I've found about politics. 
uh, that, listen, I, I may have my view, you may have your view, but if I can mm -hmm. listen to you and if I could hear why you feel the way you feel, then I could become more empathetic and more understanding. And whether I change my view or not uh, may not happen, but I'll change my heart in the way I view you. And right. that is major. Absolutely. We'll Absolutely. be right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Hi, Don Crow here for Passport Auto Group, a family-owned business with a stellar reputation for superior customer service before, during, and long after the sale, a mission and goal to which they've been committed for the past 25 years. And now, when you visit PassportAuto.com on the web, you can take your own virtual Internet tour to enhance your buying experience and help you get to know their dealerships online. Just go to PassportAuto.com, browse their amazing inventory, Schedule a test drive of that vehicle you've been thinking about. Investigate financing, lease options, and much more. Whether you're thinking about a BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, or Mini, or whether you're in the market for a certified pre-owned vehicle, Passport Auto Group is waiting to serve you right now. And I also want to tell you that as a longtime customer of Passport, I can assure you they do what they say they'll do, and they do it right. Passport Auto Group. Serving the Washington, D.C. metro area for 25 years. PassportAuto.com. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results vary. Exclusions apply. Contacts and glasses are such a hassle. I'd love to finally get LASIK, but... I'm going to stop you right there. If you want LASIK, then the LASIK Vision Institute has officially taken away everything standing in your way. Isn't LASIK expensive? Not at the LASIK Vision Institute. We're offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. See for free if LASIK is right for you by texting RADIO to 350-350. But I'm really busy. A text only takes seconds, and the LASIK procedure typically only takes 15 minutes. And best of all, most patients can get back to work the following day. I had no idea. The LASIK Vision Institute uses the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision. We've performed over 1.3 million procedures. That's experience you can trust. And we're offering 20% off our already low-cost services. What's that text again? Text RADIO to 350-350. That's R-A-D-I-O to 350-350 to schedule your free consultation today. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over. Wear a hat. Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts MORE to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text MORE to 85850. That's M-O-R-E to 85850. Friends, this is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking radio show where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. Because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. 
Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry, and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Would you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to andersonspeaks.com and click on the donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Together we can build bridges and have great conversations on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Become a partner or a sponsor and go to andersonspeaks.com and donate. Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com And she's right. We can't do it without your sponsorship without your partnership that's Janice Fonseca she is indeed our uh, public relations director producer of our radio show a big thank you to the McCullum firm this is uh, uh, James McCullum and Associates if you need a great lawyer you need to contact them they have uh, a good lawyer outfit of attorneys uh, and they can help you their number is 301-864-6070 they uh uh, specialize in employment law as well as all kinds of uh, legal issues. So if you need a good lawyer, go to the one I trust, the McCullum Firm. Their number, again, is 301-864-6070. Big shout-out to Tracy uh, Tiernan Cuero and Paloma Chavez de Sanchez and TNAJ Flores and Melody B. Young. Hello to all of you. Thanks a lot for tuning in on the Facebook Live feed as well. Uh, well, Johnny's Fonseca, we're yes. coming to an end and landing the plane. What are your final thoughts? So before we land the plane, I really want you to talk about gracism. And there's seven tools in that, in that book that you created that really helped me every day. And I just want you to share them with the um, with your audience before we leave. Can you tell us what they are? Well, gracism, the art of inclusion, is a marquee book for me. And I believe that gracism is God's solution to racism. But, you know, when it comes to trying to make sure that everybody's included and lifted up, there are seven sayings or seven principles that come out of 1 Corinthians 12. One is uh, lifting people up, uh, making a commitment to lifting others up. I will lift you up. Another one is I will cover you. How do you cover those uh, that uh, may have some blind spots or embarrassing spots or just need a little bit of help? The scripture talks about uh, that in 1 Corinthians 12. I will share with you. How do you share with people uh, not only what you have, but sharing experiences with them? I will consider you. I will honor you. I will stand with you. I will celebrate with you. These are seven sayings that you can get more information about by downloading my app, Gracism, or even just purchasing the book, Gracism, The Art of Inclusion. Yes, that is my favorite, favorite book. I tell you, if I could go on a mountaintop and scream about this book, I would, because mm. it really has um, opened my my world and my life. So I really encourage people to go on the website, which is EmbraceGracism.com, and order any of the great books. And we have a little one that's called um, How to Think Like a Gracist, and it's a 90-day challenge that Dr. Anderson has um, has created. And um, every day you turn the page, and it gives you a saying, and it helps you. Also, if you um, text the word INSPIRE to 97000, it also gives you some great um, inspiration. There you go. Thank you so much, friends, for being with us today. And thank you, Lord, for helping us all to build bridges of gracism. In your name we pray. Together, everyone said amen. Mm -hmm.
and amen. Father, 